you've got to go the path of least resistance. And that was doing this because I felt like it was just came naturally to me. I was like, it was barely work. See, I think you are a product of what you surround yourself with. And my work, I'm with some of the most joyful people ever. I'm a big champion of the idea that if you're putting in effort into something for long enough, it's eventually going to pay off. Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy, and fulfillment along the way. Ben McIntosh, welcome to Seize the Yay. Hello, yes. Hello, yes. It's great to be here. Great to be here. You know. Yeah, it's great to be here. You know, I feel this is like my first or second podcast Stop it. that I've ever made an appearance on. So, you know, I, I this is thank you very much for the opportunity to um talk nonsense. I am so incredibly honored and quite baffled, to be honest, that you haven't been doing the round, like on the circuit. What an incredible story you have. Yeah, well, see, it's weird because my face really lends lends itself to the podcast format <laughs> versus the video one. So it's, it's really it's really shocking, really. Says the guy who has had modeling in his path, yay. So I refuse to accept that from you. Doesn't count. It absolutely counts. The modeling that I did, I never got a paid job. I never got a paid job as a model. I was just like on the books for someone for like six months, got nothing, and then I moved to the States for six years and then that was all behind me. So that it doesn't count as a model. I think it counts. And I wouldn't count what I do now as modeling either. Like sure, I you know get paid to do stuff on social media from time to time, you know, on occasion. But that doesn't count as modeling because that's I didn't get those, you know, opportunities. Because of your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's my personality that speaks louder. <laughs> that's it. It stuns through, you know, and even then I'm just showcasing, you know, wonderful people like my sister. And then it's, we've just stumbled ourselves into this situation that I'm in now. Okay, well, that is the most incredible start because the first question I always ask is what's the most down-to-earth thing about you? And I think the fact that you had a modeling career and didn't get paid for any of those jobs is pretty great. That's a pretty amazing start. I don't think you can use the word career (laughs) if you never earned a dime from it. Well, you know, contra, Um, like I think it still counts. There can be an exchange outside of finances. (laughs) I don't think you can get a contact you know, he has like a contact high from being around someone. I don't think I was a contact model. I don't think that's that's the way it works. I didn't I didn't get modeling rubbed <laughs> off on me just because I was in the industry. You know, well, I mean, didn't do anything. you now have like three quarters of a million followers on TikTok. So, I mean, I didn't like a month ago. Okay, a month ago, I only had like four hundred something, and all of a sudden, I've exploded onto the scene. So this is I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. What this happened. is the other thing that is 
the crux of this show, really, the whole idea that mm. you start off somewhere and there's so many different twists and turns and diversions in, you know, your what I call your path, yay, like your way to yay. But people who walk into your life now could easily turn up at your page and think this guy's always known what he wanted to do. He's like born for this oh, job. Yeah. Oh. It was smooth sailing. Oh. But mm. you mentioned stumbling mm-hmm. into what you did. So Oh, everything I've done is an accident. <laughs> right? Every single thing. There's been no plan. I've just, I mean, if you'll allow me to uh, my little journey on TikTok here. There's like COVID. I always have friends tell me that I should make a TikTok account. And the reason for that is that they're like, I mean, they were just sort of lifting me up, hyping me up a little bit. They're like, you've got the, you've got, you've got you the, know, goods. the personality and face to make <laughs> You're a TikTok. model. And I was like, <laughs> right, okay. So I like started making like little TikToks and I was like, I'm just not feeling very uh, passionate and motivated for this. And then I made a TikTok with my little sister and like I just, it was fun. It was just fun to do to make a video with her. And then, uh, you know, the feedback was very good and I started, you know, featuring more and more. And now I, I, I don't know, I just sort of fell into this situation where now I do it. <laughs> I'm going to use the word professionally. I'm going to, you know what, we, I've graduated to using the word career. I can use TikTok as a somewhat, you know, rudimentary career, but that, you know, full-time gig plus I still have my regular job, which, you know, I love. I love dearly. I'll never stop doing that. But yeah, it's a pretty full schedule. But yeah, I've absolutely just fallen into this situation. But you know what? It's serendipitous. You know, it's a little happy accident that we've that we've come across. Okay, that is the perfect soundbite for this entire show because anyone who listens regularly will know when I describe anything in my journey, like the whole leaving the law and starting business, it's happy accident is the word that I use, which is so crazy that you just use that because I think, again, I was like- Not planned, not planned I know, either. we didn't talk no, about this in advance, planned. guys. I was off the cuff. I was off the cuff. <laughs> I always say, like, when I come to your page, I think here's a guy who was born to be a disability support worker, who was born to be the voice for a career that not many people know what it involves, how you get into it. You know, you knew that you were going to do this the entire time. But then I dug a little deeper and I was like, hold on a second. A, you haven't been in that role very long. B, TikTok was very recent. No. C, you had a whole career playing college football in America before that. And like... I get so fascinated by the fact that people skate over all the steps it often takes to get to the role that you land in and and it looks like you found your joy. Mm. But I'm sure you had many chapters like from the Gold Coast Stingrays to then the modelling to then college football thinking that your life was going to turn out very differently. It's been quite a journey, you know, interesting. It's been fun, you know. I sort of look back and see what I've done and then, you know, where I am now. And I don't think I, I even I fully appreciate just how much yeah. I've done and how many different avenues I've sort of explored. Because to me, I feel like I haven't lived all that much. I've never had alcohol in my life. I don't <gasps> party. I don't do all that stuff. So, like, I think that's for me and society's sort of metric is like I, I don't go out. I don't have nights out and I don't do these, like, party sort of scenarios where I feel like a lot of people make some of their best memories. I've never had that. But if you look at like the other things that I've done, I've still lived a pretty full life. Like it's all right. It's all right. But no, yeah, I, you know, lived in, lived in America, uh, 
for like five, six years or something like that and played college football. Didn't play college football the whole time. I did tear my ACL. I saw a couple of surgeries. Yeah, well, I've torn my ACL four times now. Oh, my God, you're such a high achiever. I love it. I know, it. you know, just really <laughs> reaching for the stars there, trying to go for the record, really. I mean, you're probably close. <laughs> I know, it's bad. I it's bad. I know of one AFL player's story. He's torn his ACL six times. So Fingers crossed. Absolutely. No, so I, I did that and that was, you know, that was honestly probably top five most uh, testing points in my life because, you know, I was over in the States, you know, playing American football. I just played at like a junior college level, which if people aren't aware is like the level sort of below – the top tier college football over there. And I was doing that because I'd never played American football before. I didn't know really the avenue to get into a college like that. So I started off there and then I transferred to a to a bigger school. And then that's when I tore my ACL before I even got to play <gasps> at the big school. So that was that was tough. Character building. Again, character building. I, you know, cried, obviously. You know, I've just had my, you know Dream shattered. You know, it's like I Grew up playing AFL. I grew up playing sport. It was my identity. You know, I playing sport was who I was as a person. And then to have that rudely and abruptly ripped away from me, because once that happened, I knew that that was pretty much my college career gone mm-hmm. because the way it works over there, once you start, you have so many years that are, you're eligible to play. And I tore it like mid-season before I'd been cleared to play for this school. And then I knew that the ACL is a 12-month rehab process. And then that's the middle of next season. And that's my last eligible year. So oh, I was like, well, that's no. that's it. That's the end. That's the end of the little story there. Yeah, you know, character building, like I said. And so I think it's interesting that often like the shitter times in your path are the ones that make you grow into who you're meant to be. It's not those like smooth sailing when everything goes resilience, as planned. you know, 100%. resilience. That's, I mean, my biggest like resilience building thing is, you know, I was an only child until I was nine years old. I was getting, you know, I was- You had it made. I as some sort of king in the household. I was, I was killing it. And then my little sister comes along and rudely, might I add, rudely interrupts that. How so rude. Absolutely I think that about my younger brother. I was like, are you kidding me? Like I had a plan for my life. You are taking away precious resources. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what, like, it's ridiculous. And like, you know, not only is she just another child in the family, but she's also, you know, obviously a child. She was born with a disability. So it's like, you know, even more intensive efforts need to go into making sure that, you know, she can live her fullest life by making sure we go to the right therapies, implementing like, you know, just, you know, when she's talking, making sure that you're, you know, correcting like her tongue movement mm. so she can pronounce, like, pronounce a word correctly and stuff. Like it's just little things like that is something that you really need to do. So like a lot of effort, you know, goes into the wonderful human being that is Grace now. Who is really the reason why I wanted you on the show. Like, I'm just friends with you to get to Grace, basically. Like, she is the main event. That's fair. We I'm, all know I'm it. A middleman. I'm a, I'm a middleman. Yeah, it's tough. You are basically Grace's manager here. at this point. Oh, the gateway yeah. to Grace. That's it. I'm the gatekeeper. <laughs> I love that. That's a good role. I'll be the troll under the bridge to Grace. So, I mean, in already, like, quite... A short life so far, you've gone from Helen's Vale, Queensland boy, college football in the US, mm. come home, mm. and then found this career that, like you said, you stumbled into it. 
But again, something that I, in hindsight, I think a lot of the, the dots in our journey make sense when you look backwards. Like your interest in disability support, I've heard you say that it started when Grace was born, but actually it didn't become a career until much later. Yeah. So like I never, ever considered it as a career at any point in time in my life. Like sure, I was probably doing like some of the things you need to be as a support worker as soon as Grace was yeah. born, but it didn't really come to me to make it an actual uh, employment until I moved back from America and I didn't like my job. And still, like my mum had started a business for like, you know, fitness for people with disabilities. Is this special and size? Then, and then sort of, yeah, this is special size. And then it sort of developed into support work as well. And I still, still like it's there. It's there ready for me to like do and try. And it just still never occurred to me wow. to, to give it a try. And then Grace was dating this guy called Zach at the time, who, if you're aware of my uh, little TikTok account I've got there, you would be very familiar with Zach. He looks good in a tux, shows you up, I might say. Just put it out there. He looks good in everything. <laughs> I don't, I'm just going to – he looks good in everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> but especially a tux. Oof. I, exactly. And he loves to wear a tux. <laughs> but his mum asked me to, to like, fill in I, – I forget the absolute details about it because it was, like, you know, two years ago. Asked me, like, fill in. He needed a lift to basketball one week, apparently. That's it. He needed a lift to basketball and then uh, I did it and I was like – Pretty, it's a pretty good gig. I'm getting like, you know, paid to hang out with some incredible individuals. And the like, you know, it's something that I've done almost my entire life from when my sister was born. It was like there was very little, like I just felt like I was just hanging out with friends. You know, it was so such an easy transition for me. And it like, I mean, talk about Robert Frost, the road less traveled mm. and everything like mm. that. But you've got to go the, the easiest the path of least resistance and that was doing this because I felt like it was just came naturally to me I was like it was barely yeah. work which is <laughs> which what is you what want it's from employment to be. you know you want 100% exactly you want to enjoy what you're doing so that's uh yeah ever since I started it was like from that absolute first shift I was like I can't turn back now this is <laughs> this is so good like you know the opportunities that I've gotten through work like we go on holidays like once a month for like a weekend, you know, a few days. We we did our first cruise. I saw a few months ago. <gasps> so yeah, we took a bunch of clients on a on a country music cruise, and it was fantastic. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And like those trips are so good, I think, as a support worker because you get to see your clients in every aspect of their yeah. life. So you really it gives you a lot of opportunities to see room for some skill building and I think that's uh, such an awesome thing that these trips they're so much fun and the the guys have a lot of fun as well but you do get to see opportunities for them to grow as, as as people and I think that's really what it's all about we've all about the independence building and these trips are so good at seeing what independence needs to be built I think it's incredibly cool that you spent your whole life thinking your purpose on this earth and what you wanted to be when you grow up was something that is like, you know, now you're like you couldn't have told you two years ago that you'd end up doing what you love and what you're so good at and that this would be around the corner. I think that's so no. cool. And like I think I was like not even like I think mum had asked me to 
be a support worker before, but I was just like, man. Yeah, man. interesting. But then, like, it was sort of like, like bluntly put to me to like, could you do this? And because I'd already had somewhat of a relationship with Zach already, because he'd been over the house, you know, he was dating Grace at the time. I was like, yeah, I'll take the basketball. Why not? But I was like, it's not work. <laughs> yeah. It's not. And then uh, we got in the car and. I plug in my phone, he asks for a song, and then, you know, three minutes later, we're belting out tunes together <laughs> like we've known each other for ages. And I was like, yeah, I think this is it. This is a good time here. This is a good time. And, like, you know, back then it was so so simple, I guess you could say. You know, we just be after school. We'd be, like, doing certain things like, uh, you know, trying to work on his confidence, ordering food and stuff like that. But now we've progressed into he has a job. <gasps> at job. Bunnings. He's working at Bunnings <gasps> now. Bunnings. Massive, massive, oh. massive, absolutely massive from him. He looks great in the apron and the reds. He yeah. uh, looks superb. <laughs> reds. I mean, it's not only so incredible watching your clients go on this huge confidence journey from the time they start with you. Like you can actually see it. If you follow through your content, you can see them getting more confident to do things they might not otherwise do. But I think what's amazing about what you do is because you are so good at it and you are so in love with what you do, you're like creating this educational platform kind of incidentally. Like it's not like this is what disability support, it's not an educational video that people kind of tune out to. It's just like, this is the day-to-day of living with my sister. It's a passive message, you know, it's just, you can just pick up on it over time. It's not like I'm giving you a step-by-step instruction on how to be a support worker. I think it's just, and that's what I think being a support worker is about. It's just being there. You just have to conduct yourself in a way that is appropriate and honestly that's the half of the job it's just setting a good example honestly it is bad at times though i do with the confidence and when i say bad you know zach is now one of the most confident people on earth around me so you know i've created somewhat a monster in that regard but no it still is come such a far way and i really i'm Honestly, I could be more proud of the man and, oh, uh, and, and so who he beautiful. is today. I think something else that I love about your platform and, and what you've been able to do with combining your job with like with sharing that job and sharing that pathway with other people is that uh, half the battle in the way that society deals with disability is not necessarily any form of discrimination. I think it's often just fear of like, what if I say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing and they don't understand? Like, I have made this point so many times. Like, I don't think people are born fearful on what to say. I think it's more it's more of a taught thing. And I think it also comes from just the unknown. Yeah. I am a firm believer that with my account, especially on, on like TikTok, I think it's it's shown a lot of people on it's not a scary thing to, you know, be around someone with a disability. And I feel like that's where a lot of apprehension comes from. Like people are afraid of saying the wrong thing, like you said, but it's just like you shouldn't have to mm. be. It's not that big a deal. Mm. Like it's just a fun time or like most of the <laughs> yeah. time. It's it's great. I think like, I just, it's just like just talk to people how you want to be talk to it's not that complicated and that's just like you know it doesn't come from a place of hate it just comes from ignorance and it's not like a like i feel like ignorance is a bad word because it's got like a negative connotation to it but if you haven't been subjected to the disability community you're gonna have no idea it's you so that's like it's fair that you're gonna be apprehensive about that so it's just 
you know, it's just becoming immersed in the environment and just saying hello. And you'll, you'll notice that it is not difficult. It is not difficult. Mm. I've actually just recently, like, had a, an idea <gasps> that I think would be, like, I don't know, it would be so hard to logistically do, but I think it would be really helpful if there was, like, a high school, like, component or oh, curriculum yes. thing where, like, once a week you you sort of are a makeshift support worker and, you know, you might have the people from the special education unit come like into your class and you're just like that intermingling. And I think that would remove a lot of the uh, apprehension people have around people with disabilities because it's like, you know, if that's like a once a week thing that people are immersed in the disability community, I feel like there's going to be a lot more understanding when it comes to being out and, you know, seeing people uh, – in general society, you know? I think that would be a wonderful initiative. We did a lot of work. A couple of friends and I worked a lot with the Ardoc Foundation when we were at high school and had a lot of exposure mm. to people with mental and physical disabilities. And definitely at the start, I was like, oh, what if I do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing? But the more you're exposed to people and also understand like everyone's at a different level, you know, you can't get it right. Yeah, absolutely. A blanket approach. No. But it's the same with any person in society, you meet them, you don't know what their likes and preferences are at the start. You know, we get really, <gasps> yeah. and I think your content allows people to learn in a safe space. I think that's been my biggest sort of takeaway from making the content and all the uh, the comments I get is like I the amount of messages I've had for people saying, I've just become a support worker because of your content and everything. Like that. And I'm just like, Phew, that's big. That's very big. That's, that's uh, whoa, that's huge. And it's like, you know, they're loving it. They're, like, they're, having, they're absolutely loving it. And I, I think this is – I've had one person say we just had a girl start at our work and, you know, it's not what you painted to be. And I was like – I mean, I'm not going to show you like the stuff that it's more challenging yeah. than others, but it's like if you were meant to be a support worker, you are going to take everything in mm -hmm. stride. It doesn't matter what what you're doing really. And and I can only make content about my experience. Yeah. I very, very rarely have a really bad day. You know, you might have a bad, you know, five minutes, <laughs> But you can't let a bad five minutes affect the rest of your totally. day. And I think with me as well, just the way I, I approach being a support worker is that I'm there to assist someone live their fullest life and I'm just helping them. Mm. All I can do is really just be there to assist. And once you sort of get over that fact, I think everything just – it's like water for duck's back. Something will happen to you. You'll be like, hey, it's, it's all good. It's – we're, we're fine out here, you know? And, like, that's the thing about like, people think I'm such a, a great support worker. And, like, I like to think I am, absolutely, <laughs> but I don't think I'm an anomaly. Yeah. I think the vast majority of support workers are just genuinely like me. They're very passionate about what they do and they love doing it. And I think, you know, like saying that I'm a great support worker, I love that. That's fantastic. But I do think vast majority of support workers are great support workers. It isn't an industry that you sort of get into without some sort of passion yeah. for it. And I think that's like a, one of the big things about being a support worker mm. is that if you're doing it, you're typically very passionate about it. Which definitely shines through in everything that you do. And while I, I have you here and I think one of the great things about having a platform like this and being able to 
you know, spend more than a TikTok length video on a topic is that for anyone listening who hasn't ever had any exposure to Down syndrome or support work or has no one in their network that they can learn from, can you talk us through like what is Down syndrome? How does it manifest differently between Grace and Zach? And I imagine when Grace was first born, that might have been the first time for you and your parents that you'd ever had to learn like what it involves. Oh, yeah. No, it was absolutely. It was an uh, interesting time in our lives. You know, we, my parents have Grace and uh, there's so many different new things. You have to you have to do a bunch of. I mean, I was nine when Grace was born. I didn't have to do yeah. the research. It was you know such a large undertaking, undertaking for them to you know work out you know what kind of expectations there were for her, for her life. You know, developmental stuff because Down syndrome. It's with the chromosomes. It's a chromosome thing. So things like low muscle tone. Mm-hmm. So low muscle tone just means get tired real fast. So that can be a thing. But in saying that, not everyone's the same. There was just, uh, I think it was earlier last year, a person with Down syndrome ran a marathon. (gasps) And I'm just like- What do you mean? (laughs) It's crazy. I was like, there is no way on this earth Grace or Zach would right now ever want to do that. (laughs) And it's just like, I think a lot of people say like blanket statements about people with with Down syndrome, people with disability in general, but- Everyone has their own personality. They're just, you know, it's just everyone has their own interests. Everyone, you know, has different body compositions that allow them to do other things and train. And, you know, everyone's got their own hopes and dreams. I get a lot of people saying, like, uh, they're all so happy. Like, all people with Down syndrome are, are very happy. They should see my sister on a morning when she gets have to, has to get ready to leave. She is a hurricane of just torment and brutality. <laughs> That's a big word. Everyone has moods, yeah. you know. Everyone has moods. It's hard to put a put a blanket statement on on what everyone what everyone with Down syndrome are because yeah. everyone is completely different, just like just like you and me. Yeah, absolutely. But it's really interesting hearing even that like low muscle tone is a symptom that's quite common and that you were mentioning that Mm. you had to sort of remind Grace about where to put her tongue when she was speaking. Is that something that like, you know, straight away in her educational milestones, are there particular schools that, you know, everyone who has Down syndrome enrolls in those schools early? Like how did her developmental? You are, you, you cut out, you cut out. Oh no, now you've cut out. Hold on. I'm going to bet you money that my sister has just started watching a movie <laughs> and that's why my internet might be a bit shorter. I love that. Because it, it just it just reeks it reeks of it. It reeks of her watching a movie <laughs> and stealing some of the bandwidth. I love it. it. I love it. I think what I was asking is that of course it manifests differently in everyone and I know it's a chromosomal thing, but obviously it happens in degrees and people will be affected physically or mentally in different ways. But you also mentioned like you had to teach Grace how to move her tongue when she was younger. Yeah, so like she would just have her tongue out of her mouth because it was just easier. Like she'd just be yeah, like that. And it was just like tongue in mouth shut. And that was like one of the things like, you know, it was one of the things we just had to implement. And then she doesn't doesn't do that anymore. So it's just like little things like that can make a world of difference in the long run, really. So and you gotta stay on top of, you know, different therapies like speech therapy and, and stuff like that. It's super, 
super important. And Grace, Grace has got a job now. She works at Zarafas. Wow. She's like 19, right? She just turned 19. She just turned 19 on the weekend, actually. I was going to say, this is creepy, but like um, six days ago? Yes. I was like deep in your, I found her 12th birthday and I was like, oh, yeah. She, absolutely. You went spelunking back in the I history there. I had a go. I was like, mm. you played AFL in Minnesota. I found a lot of stuff. I did. I did play AFL in Minnesota. <laughs> I played AFL in many places in America. <laughs> I found a actually. lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, you really saw the whole back catalog. I yeah. had to dig. I was like, it's not just about where you are now. It's about showing people you can find your joy. You're like a proper professional at this. You're doing your, your research. Wow. That's I'm a sleuth. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible from you. Incredible. Incredible. I must admit, like, there's a video on your TikTok where Grace flicks her hair and there's like, it's had like 2 million views or something, like 1.9 million or 30 million or whatever it is. Let me check. Which one? There's, we've done a couple because I was like, people seem to enjoy this. I'm going to do it. I think the one that's got the most success is like 75 million views. It's pretty big. I'm finding it's pretty, it now. It's pretty big. I'm going to say that 74 and a half million of them were me just re-watching it. Yeah, good. <laughs> I think I've done the math and it was like a lot of years worth of watching. <laughs> I mean, uh, hours it's been, it's been watched. So, impressive from uh, you from 74 and a half. It's just a joy, that video. She is on fire. I mean, she looks incredible. She looks absolutely – She, I mean, she's stunning. She looks absolutely stunning. Much more potential to be a model than I ever did. <laughs> and get paid, like make some money from it, you know? I know. And, and it's like her hair – is its own entity. It's a paid actor. It's insane. It's incredible from her. She's. It's on its own schedule. I don't know how this happened. It's <laughs> it's beautiful. It's silky. It is. It looks like a commercial for shampoo, which hopefully, with a bit of luck, we'll actually get to do. Oh my one god! With Grace, because I feel like that'd be so well, cool. Now. Like she's got the hair flip. <laughs> she's got the hair flip. It's, I've got a tried and tested method. That it looks fantastic. Why not? What's what would be so difficult about this? Let's do it. <laughs> so one of the things that's really, really cool, I think, in the last little while, and you would have a better insight, this is just an outsider's perspective, is that it seems there is a bit more visibility for disability. There's a bit more conversation to help people who don't have disability in their lives to understand it more. You know, we've had our first Down mm. Syndrome Victoria's Secret model. I did see that. Yes. It's a great time to be alive and, you know, getting more sort of mainstream, I guess. You know, I think I think it's like Target that also has a model with, with Down Syndrome modeling clothes and stuff. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's great. And, you know, it's like walking around, you know, just little subtle, yeah. you know, like, integration in society which is something that never sort of happened before and you know and i think it's really comforting for people that might have disability to walk around and see themselves be represented on that stage i think that's really really important have you seen that in grace's life and in her like capacity to sort of formulate what she might want to do like she might want to be a model and then she sees a downs model and then thinks i could actually do that like has her lifetime been affected by you know, discrimination or bullying or just misunderstanding and then it's improved over time? See, that's so – because I know, like, the, the most of that would have occurred in high school and lucky for me, I was living in America yeah. at the time. So I didn't really see <laughs> any of that, you know, with, with, like, chat and everything on the phone, but I didn't – I'm sure nothing bad happened, but I was never, like, well appraised of any sort of situation that was going on, but I'm sure I'm, – I'm sure if it was bad, I would have been told. But Grace doesn't have any sort of uh, – barriers to what she wants to do we watched like a 
like a, a war movie, and she said she wanted to be a soldier. Oh my god, I love it! And then she's like big into like Greek mythology, and she wants to be like Athena. And then she's like, she wants to help Robert Irwin at Australia I Zoo. I saw the Robert Irwin thing. Like there is absolutely <laughs> zero barriers in her life, and I love that. She thinks she could run through a brick wall. So. <laughs> good on her. She can do whatever she puts her mind to. Go for it. I mean, she thinks she can fight me and beat me up. I fully believe that she could. Just saying. I would put money oh, on Grace over you. That's an issue in itself. She's going all out. When she tries to uh, tries to attack me in a joking way, there is no pulling any punches. Yeah. She is absolutely full body swinging for the yeah. fences. <laughs> and it's she's got a powerful punch. It's powerful. The sass on it. It's tough. I just got to like really like it's tough. That's why I work out because <laughs> I, I need to be able to defend Self-defense. myself. Self-defense from this woman because oh. there's no holds barred. For anyone, again, who wants to sort of understand more about the day-to-day and even her independence levels and confidence and ability, you know, to have a job, do you, like, you drop her off to work? I'm usually working when she does right. that. So usually it'll be another support worker. Like, she's she has her own because I'm, like, I'm not allowed to be a support yeah, worker because I'm a brother. That's like a family thing. So, like, I will drop her off at places, but that's just, like, as her brother. But when it comes to, like, doing work and stuff, like, another support worker will come and get her and go do stuff with her and stuff like that. And, yeah, just her day-to-day, she would comfortably watch movies the whole day if she was given the complete freedom to do that. I usually try and, you know, Just rein it in a little encourage bit. to do something else, you know, just like, hey, could you – do something else a little bit, maybe listen to music, you know, clean your room. But I think her perfect job would be being a film critic. Because then she'd get to watch them for a job. I know. Watching her watch a movie is a movie in itself because <laughs> she is so engrossed in the movie. It's the absolute extremes of joy. When there's a joyful scene, she is like, like she can't hold it in. She's like clenching her fist, going, oh! like she's so excited about it. And it's it's wonderful to watch. And it's I think that's what she should be striving to do. But again, I think she just loves to watch movies. I love it. So I'm like, hey, <laughs> good on her. I love movies too. I love movies too. That's good. <laughs> and so with your like we see Zach a lot on your socials and we've seen, you know, other clients for particular periods of time. Do you sort of have one person? At once, or do you have multiple clients at different times? Like, how do you balance your weeks? So, I have like a couple of clients that I see on a like a, a one to one, like a one to one ratio. I see them like it's just them and me throughout the week during the school year, and then on the weekends is like the group activities that we do, and also the uh, the STAs, which is the short term accommodation, which is like when we went away this past weekend to Sandstone Point Holiday Resort up uh, near Bravi Island. And yeah, so those are group stuff, but yeah, it's only one or two, sometimes three that I see one-on-one every week. Obviously, the person I've been working with the longest is Zach. We've done some incredibly fun things, like we were invited down to Sydney for an H&M photo shoot thing, so that was was fun. awesome. Oh, man, that was incredible. What an experience that was for the both of us, really. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. And I think one of the things that is hard sometimes to manage when you do love your work, and particularly 
the way you fell into your work is sort of like, I already do this. This doesn't even feel like work. Like it's just what I do. Yeah. Is it then it's really hard for you, like even just speaking to you over the past couple of months, you have no days off. You have so little time. How do you manage the fact that like it's not a job where it's nine to five, you go home. It's like you're going on a trip. You're staying in the accommodation. How do you manage your your energy or yeah. your downtime. It's gotten hard now. Like, I do generally feel like I have a very full schedule. I am very poor at time management, though, as well. So that's, like, another aspect in itself. Like, I, I you know, work as a support worker. I don't work full-time hours, but with this social media stuff as well, like that you got to add that in there, and then I've just got general self-care that I need to take care of, like going to the gym and, you know, seeing, you know, some of my friends. So I feel like I am just chockers yeah. filled with stuff and i think that's been one of the hardest things for me because honestly i didn't know what a work ethic was <laughs> or I, and i wasn't and i wasn't interested in having one for the first 25 years of my life i mean honesty is the best policy good on you I, exactly right and it's like i don't know it's strange but like i did the absolute bare minimum on everything I ever did. Great. The bare minimum. Absolutely. And granted, out of that bare minimum, I have done a lot of things that are great. You know, I did the whole college in the US thing, bare minimum. If I wasn't as lazy as I as I was, I'd probably be in a much different situation <laughs> I am in now. But everything happens for a reason. I'm very appreciative of where I am today. So, like, this has all been a journey, you know? It's all been a great time. But, yeah, I, like, up until I started being a support worker and I started making this this content on TikTok, I didn't have motivation to do anything, really. I was just happy going through the motions, just plotting along, whatever. Ever since I started doing both, it's like I am absolutely consumed by it. And I love that. It's such like a it's been such a different vibe to what I've been in my entire life. And now all of a sudden I'm thinking of some sort of work related thing all the time, which I would love a break mentally at times, but I can't I don't feel like I can I can do that. And that's fine. I've learned to sort of deal with that. With support work, I can just like leave it mm -hmm. when I finish work. I am always like thinking things on um, how things can be assisted. And obviously, my mum comes home from work and that's what we talk about her day at work, which is my work yeah. as well. So, it's like that doesn't stop in that regard. But I found with TikTok, that is like all the time. I'm I'm like thinking I'm like oh, I got I got to make a video I got to I feel like I put a lot more pressure on myself than I should have mm. have to or, or need to really and I just I just think that's the the content game really yeah. <laughs> but I am in a very lucky position with the content I make because it is just centered around what I do you know sure some things I have to you know think about you know making a video like if Grace and I sit down and do like a piece to a camera or whatever. But most of my stuff, they're just moments taken from my day. And that's why I think a lot of people enjoy about about my TikTok and my Instagram and stuff is that it feels very authentic and genuine. Yeah. Because it it, it is. Yeah. Like none of like my my vlogs or daily whatever, like you can't recreate those moments. Like I just happen to have my phone out and I'm just doing yeah. them 
as yeah. we go. <laughs> and it's just, I just feel like people, there's so much scripted stuff on social media. So seeing something just raw and happening, I think people really appreciate that because they know it's, they're not being sold anything. It's like, this is just the reality. This is mm. the, the situation that you're 100%. in. And that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, like, the personality of Grace and Zach uh, in particular are, Incredible. They're incredible. They're incredible individuals. Incredible. Love the bits. <laughs> I mean, as do three quarters of a million of us. Of course. But no, like a, a, a common thing people ask or like say is like, you're so good with your brother. And I was like, Zach isn't my brother, but he is one of the most important people in my life. I, like a hundred percent. I I do view him as a little brother to me. I do. Like I, I really do care so, so much for him. And like, I just want what's best for him. That's I think that's why I do go above and above and beyond. Oh, I mean, I, at least I think I'm trying mm. to 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 make sure that he is put into the best situation he possibly can be to succeed. And I think that's that's really what it's uh, all about. I love it even more hearing you say that you were just not super motivated or excited to go above and beyond for anything until you found the thing, and now it's hard for you not to not to be that way and I think a lot of people spend a, a yeah. lot of their life feeling like that. Yeah. Well, you've 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 got to you've got to seize your yay, yeah. Oh, you know? Babes. He's nailed <laughs> it. Stop. Just go on. Not bad. Not bad, is it? Not bad. I I just think it's so I mean separate to the actual nature of what you do, just the fact that you can spend a lot of your life doing something not feeling super excited or motivated, and then it's possible to fall into something that lights you up so much that it changes your whole attitude towards work. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like super strange because I love sport. Sport is still super important to me. I've always loved playing it, more, loved playing it more than watching it, and I loved it. I loved playing AFL like it was the most important thing to me growing up. But I wouldn't be doing extra practices. I would rock up, do my thing. And then how far I went was how far I went. I wasn't putting in extra mm. efforts, you know. And like I was I was pretty I was pretty solid. I was pretty solid at, at, at AFL. I was I was, you know, made some rep teams, was in the Golka Suns Academy until Were you? I was in the Golka Suns Academy and then I I did just I lost it. <laughs> I lost my passion yeah. to play. And that's what ultimately ended up with me coming over to the States because I was like, I need a challenge, I need something new to do. And then, you know, it was funny enough. The moment I moved and started playing American football, I was like, I kind of miss Oh, wow. I kind of miss AFL a lot. But, you know, that's, you know, why I snuck away and uh, played <laughs> AFL from, at Minnesota and, and in Texas and stuff. But, yeah, like I still absolutely love doing those things. But it wasn't until I started being a support worker and stuff that I really felt passionate mm. about about these things as well i don't know it's it's really strange i don't know it's really it's really bizarre because i like i can't understate how much i did love playing afl and sport and like i actively try and go like the reason why i've torn my acl four times is because i continually try to go back and play sport (laughs) and then my knees just like no maybe not uh exactly no 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 but yeah i still it's like i it's weird because I did love love it so much, but I wasn't wanting to put in the extra effort. Whereas with this, I I am. I don't know. I love. It's strange, I, love I love that so much. But I feel like that's bizarre. the case with many people. Once you find the thing, you know how I think it was. Who was mm. it who said 
if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Like it won't feel like work. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened with you. You found your thing. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And then I think my TikTok ultimately started, properly started when I started doing the content with my little sister and then getting a lot of comments of, people being like positive and being and saying like I've just had a son daughter born with down syndrome and and seeing this gives me so much Mm. hope and I was like boy that's big (laughs) so then I was like then I was like if I really just highlight these really full lives that these guys are living I, I think I could give people even more hope for the future for you know their loved one and I think Ultimately, that's the reason why I carried on making that that style of content and that's why I continue to do it. It's like I, I know that it can make a difference in, in people's lives and I, and, I, and I do love the idea of people um, being like, this isn't as daunting as it was mm. before. Because, you know, when you first have a, a child with a disability, I feel like for a majority of people, it would be like, shit what do I do I don't know I don't know the the first thing about how to handle this situation Mm. this you know character building moment in my Mm. life and I think you know by people stumbling across or being tagged in my videos people see that there is incredible potential for a lot of joy and you know something to look forward to so beautiful well if people don't already follow along it is the most beautiful and and really really like as you said super raw like it just feels like we're just part of your day what do you think for anyone who doesn't follow you already what's like your favorite video they should begin with do you have one that you're like that was good other than the hair flick obviously the hair flick see i don't that's not even close to my favorite video what annoys me about that video (laughs) is like it's eclipsed everything i know it is by far the most popular video i've ever posted like it's got like nine million likes (laughs) or something like that's a lot of likes on tiktok it's crazy It's it's nuts. Like it makes no sense. It makes sense. It does make sense. I'm just saying it makes sense. I just find it irritating because I put all this time and effort into making like these vlogs, these like videos about these trips away and people really enjoy those. But the video that takes, it's (laughs) 4.2 seconds in total that we're just standing there and I'm just like, all right, do the hair, let's do the hair flip. And then she flips her hair and then we get this and I'm just like... The fuck, man? The effort I put into that video is 1% of the the other videos that I do. And it's like, of course, that would be the one that would be the most successful. It really teaches me a lesson. See, if anything, my thing about putting an effort and my motivation stuff for like making videos and TikTok and stuff... If anything, that's trying to get me to not put in any effort yeah. for videos because it's like, I mean, this this is tried and true technique, right? It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Care it's crazy. less, do less, and it'll go better. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. But I think like the videos that I have pinned on my yeah. account, are the, like, I think are the three, I think I need to change one of them now. <gasps> they're formals. Oh, my God. They were my favorite. Yeah. They're formal. So they're both of their formal videos. Uh, two of my favorites because, you know, it was such like a milestone in their lives, you know, finishing high school. And I made a big story, a big story about it. And I'm so proud of those videos, 
not only because I mean I made them, <laughs> of course I've got to be proud of my own stuff. But I, you know, I played an important part of that day for them. Zach requested me to sit next to him <gasps> at his formal dinner thing. Not his parents. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Mate, this yeah, guy. You. Yeah. This guy right here got to sit next to him. These poor parents were probably like, you asshole, Ben. Brutal. I know. I'd uh, come in here and I've just commandeered the relationship. <laughs> and like with Grace, you know, I, I walked her down the little red carpet thing. And, you know, when we got out of the car and I heard people like scream, because at this point in time, we'd already had some sort of following on TikTok. People were aware. And we got out of the car and people like screaming Grace. I was like, I'm going to start crying. This is going to be embarrassing for me here. I need to near relax here. <laughs> but no, it was like, I think those two videos are, they're pretty special to me. And then the other one is is another video. It was like just different uh, aspects of being a support worker, which is like a more zippy, more zip yeah. to it. You know, more entertaining. You, just get, you sort of get a... A snapshot of what my content is like. See what I've what I've noticed with TikTok. If uh, people aren't appraised with how TikTok seems to work here, those short attention grabbing videos, like the hair flicks and stuff, that's what gets attention. Mm-hmm. And then it's my other content, the longer form stuff with the voiceovers and showcasing, like a day in the life or these trips away, that sort of get people to like care. That's where you sort of build like the audience that genuinely gives a shit, you know? And I think those are the most important videos. Those attention-grabbing ones, like, it's great. You know, we're showcasing off how beautiful Grace is or how entertaining Zach may be. But it's those longer-form content where we're we're showing the lifestyles that we're leading and everything like that that I think people genuinely care about and ultimately stick around for because it's exciting. They're exciting times. I just uh, finished making part one of the part two of just a two-parter for our little trip away yeah. this past weekend. So hopefully I'm posting, posting that tomorrow. And then hopefully I remember on my first day <laughs> in Hawaii on Sunday that, uh, that I can post the second one. Is Hawaii a holiday? Is it a, an actual holiday for you? Yeah. Yes. See, it's an actual holiday, but you know, I'm going to make yeah, all the content. Videos. I know. Like I'm going to, I'm going to have to make content. So it's like that in that regard, like it never stops. Mm-hmm. But no, it'd be so awesome. Grace and I are very excited. We didn't take the Jurassic Park <gasps> slash world tour oh, the uh, of where it was filmed. So we're big. We're big fans of dinosaurs. So that's going to be huge for us. I uh, can't wait to see the content. Yeah, we're very, we're very excited. <laughs> we're very, very excited for it. It'll be awesome. Oh, well, I will make sure to include all of your links in the show notes. Ben, thank you so much for this incredible chat. I feel like I could keep picking your brain for like hours and hours and hours. But one very last question for you, which we finish every episode on. Do you have a favorite quote? I mean, I'm a big Disney guy. <gasps> Big Walt Disney guy, big, huge Disney guy. Favorite Disney movie? I See, I can't answer that question. I can tell you my favorite underrated Disney movie. Okay. And it's criminally underrated. It's Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Whoa. Quality film. The reason why it wasn't, you know, it's not critically renowned now, not well known, came out the first year as Shrek. Oh, the the Pixar, like, oh. So overshadowed there. So it's sort of forgotten, but it's a crazy forgotten. Film, like, film. is but it a forgotten, is, forgotten city? Can, like, got forgotten, like Atlantis? It, yeah. It, well, <laughs> <laughs> so, so good, right? <laughs> You've also been to Disneyland like eight thousand times. I saw like eight thousand pictures of you there. I used to live in Orlando, where <laughs> Disney World is. So I've had 
numerous <laughs> annual passes to Disney World. I'd be there. I'd be there at least four or five times a week because I live so close. I was going all the I'm time. I'm going to admit, I literally thought for a little while, I was like, is he in America because he got a job at Disney World? Like, is that why he was there? That's what a lot of people thought. Yeah, the Magic Castle picture. I was like, there's like 85 of them on your page. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a beautiful looking scene there. 100%. It's, it's outstanding. <laughs> I think just the way Disney does stuff is incredible, but that's beside the point. So, Walt Disney... Like, if you can dream it, you can do it. Love that. Oh, I love I that. Love it. I love that. But I just saw another quote. I, it's weird because I was got some, like, friends going through some, like, I don't know, difficult patches in their life right Character now. Character building. Character building, exactly. And I was like, look, I'm a big champion of the idea that if you're putting in effort into something for long enough, it's eventually going to pay off. And... I just saw a quote, I think Forbes posted on their Instagram account. It was like Larry Bird, the basketball player, he once said, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the quote verbatim, and it's like, if you put 100% effort into something, eventually it's going to pay off. I love that. And I was like, that's exactly what I said to my friend like four hours ago. (laughs) I made that up. That's fantastic. (laughs) And and I I am Larry Bird. (laughs) I just think that is so good to think of because like – yeah, like TikTok's turned into a career for me, but that was never the idea. But I put in so much effort into mm. that, and then all of a sudden, good old day management out here. <gasps> um, Shout out to day management. The DMs, and then all of a sudden, I it, I started, you know, getting these collaborations going on, and I was like, I put 100% effort into this TikTok thing with absolutely no intention of it, it you know, materializing into anything else than what it was, of like spreading awareness and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, Grace and I are wearing sketches and making <laughs> taking photos for them. I was like, oh, there man. we go. Hey, if the shoe fits, classic sketches. Love that. Oh, That's funny because oh, it's, it's shoe oh, brand. Oh, oh my God, good. you were That's made for this. Good. Oh, I can't cope. I can't well, go. I know. I know. It's just deep in my soul, you know? Soul the yeah. shoe. Oh, another one. Oh another God, one. Stop soul it. Stop shoe. it. You got to walk the walk. Oh, know, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Stop. Oh, my goodness. Stop. It's too much. It's too much. We need, we need to cut ourselves off. I know. I know. I know. I know. We're, we're drunk. We need to go oh, home. Drunk on joy. Drunk on joy. Drunk on joy. Exactly right. Um, yeah, like I said, I've never had alcohol in my life. So I feel like I have enough energy. I don't need any outside substances to uh, enhance my experience of life. That's the way I look at it. Oh, my God. It is 100%. Easy to believe that. Like, look at you. You're just a walking yay. It's just bananas. See, I think you are a product of what you surround yourself with. That's true. And my work, I'm with some of the most joyful people (laughs) ever. So, like, it's hard to not be in a good mood. That's true. (laughs) When you're around such uplifting and positive people, you know. Like, my soundtrack when when I'm driving to and from work, I'm listening to Disney hits. It's hard to... Not feel great about yourself when you listen to Go the Distance by Roger Bart from Hercules. Literally. I'm on my way. I can go the distance. It's just uplifting. It's just This uplifting. is literally. So we were on a road trip the other day. We went to see Disney, like the classical music version of Disney by Candlelight okay. the other day. And so because okay. of that on the way home, like my Spotify open right now is on Disney hits. Stunning. How far I'll go. First one there, quality song. Quality but like, song. I'm more OG. I'm more like- Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, like the whole Frozen. Nah, not not into it. 
I'm OG. I'm like back in the 90s. So uh, you, you just think you're too cool. You're too cool and hip to enjoy the I'm new stuff. Old. Wow. Okay. I'm just old. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. You can't Step appreciate back. But Moana is objectively, objectively fantastic. Objectively fantastic. Agreed. Agreed. Moana slides it's in, but Frozen. Tangled is outstanding. I haven't seen Tangled. Frozen 2 is better than Frozen no. 1. I haven't seen Tangled. You, you Disney fan. <laughs> you're over here. Hasn't seen Tangled. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm a purist. I'm a purist. This girl, she's out of control. She's out of control. Well, thank you so much, Ben. I hope you have the best time in Hawaii. We will all be following along with so much joy. Thank you very much. I'm very, very excited to go. Never been. Family has, but I've never. So looking forward to them finally taking me. All right. We'll have an amazing time and hope you're seizing your yay. Always. Thank you so much.